it's interesting having doing the video broadcasting now because as I went into meditation, I'm a, there's always this awareness and movement of spirit inside of me just to share with the group that's present because a lot of the way this works is that the group consciousness that each of us individually bring comes together. And in that coming together in that way, then the Holy Spirit can come present and, and move, in a sense, in and through that group consciousness in a way to support and speak to each of us. I know many of you always walk out here and go, oh my God, that talk was just for me, right? And how many times do you hear that all the time? Well, that's the way it works, because it really is just for you. And it is for each of us, and it is for all of us, together and individually. But it's a wonderful action of that communion, I like to say, that we create the space and then God really does come present. And God is always present. And in here, we're simply making ourselves open and available for that greater awareness of that experience of God being present in us and through us. And so a lot of when Jim and I share here is to really, in a sense, open that door even more to provide an opportunity to bring greater awareness of to what is present in that divine presence. And it's funny, today as we went into meditation and I was moving into that energy and opening up to it, that is here, and then there's another level there as well that I had to open up to. I could feel it there. I was like, what the heck is that? And then I realized as I opened up, oh, it was the video broadcast that's going around the world to everybody else. So, you know, that World Wide Web thing? To me, it's almost like this lower reflection of the matrix type of thing, that energetic blueprint that this creation is built upon. And in here, you know how we talk a lot about as above, so below, and there's always these reflections um, in this world that come from another level. I like to say a lot of the blueprint is laid energetically, spiritually, and then there's the physical movement of that. Just like in our imagination, we can imagine things and then we can physically create them. So it's kind of that type of thing where there's this blueprint. And so this World Wide Web and how we're video broadcasting in a way, it's like kind of going into that energetic matrix. And so it's a different experience for me personally that was interesting to, to open up to and go into now in the sharings. And that's part of what's going on is an expansion now. Many of you have probably heard some of this from the past. Jim used to share more about how that works in, in our sharings here. Um, but I know it's been a while since he has mentioned that, and I was just very aware of it today. So it's, it's kind of fun, actually, sitting up here and getting to open up and experience more of that movement of spirit and however it comes present. So it's going to be interesting as we learn to integrate with the uh, live broadcasting as well as with those physically present in the room to see how that action of the Holy Spirit moves from all across the world in a way to be able to share and speak in that flow with all that. That's all I had to say. Not really, right? Well, if we even begin to work with that sharing, what is spiritual awakening, awakening anyway, but really just continuing to expand our awareness? It's a simple way of saying it, isn't it? To simply expanding our awareness in that movement of spirit. Because believe me, there's a lot of other movements besides just spirit going on. 
let's see, there's uh, mental movements, emotional movements, physical movements, bowel movements. Of course I had, of course I had to put that in there. <laughs> there is, but it's all a movement of consciousness. And it's simply paying attention and allowing ourselves to open up and expand our awareness to whatever that movement of consciousness is, no matter what level it's on. It's often been referred to as multidimensional awareness, that we're simply expanding our awareness or attention beyond just our physical perception, but begin to open it up to the imagination, to the emotions, to the mind, through the unconscious and into the soul and the spiritual. So it's this, this continual expanding and opening to allow ourselves to awaken and become more aware on a lot of levels, but ultimately wanting to truly wake up fully in knowing ourselves as a divine, living, loving essence of God and our oneness with God. And that's really the intention and focus of what we're doing here in Inner Light Ministries is that action of the soul's awakening, or we often like to say the soul's transcending through this physical creation and back into the spiritual creation of that soul realm, of that ocean of loving. And so here we are focusing our attention and meditation to create that space, that opening inside of our consciousness that we can begin to allow our awareness and perception to expand in that way. And it's interesting because it's really a very simple action and the challenge in it all, though, is really keeping our focus on that which we really are striving for rather than just getting caught up in what's just going through our consciousness. Because as we begin to expand our awareness beyond the physical, well, we're going to have other experiences that are beyond the physical. We're going to have experiences in the imagination. We're going to have experiences in our emotions. We're going to have experiences in our mind and through our unconscious. So we have to reach through all that if our goal is to really get into the spiritual awareness that is above and beyond all of that. And it helps to have an intention or a goal or a direction to go so that we always have a focus to keep moving forward with, keep expanding into. Because if we don't, then maybe the first thing that comes along in our imagination, we're going to get caught up in and let it distract us now. And we're going to go off in our imagination somewhere thinking that is spiritual. And it's not. But that's a lot of what we do. That's what happens when we begin to open up in meditation. We begin to expand our awareness. And then we go into that imaginational level, especially because that's the closest thing to the physical level. And in that, as I was saying earlier, it's like a blueprint. There's that creativity, that creative visualization, all the things we can imagine. There's a lot there. We only see a limited amount of it actually physically present. But in the imagination, we can see it in a much more unlimited way that we don't have the restrictions that we do physically here. But when we begin to tap into that, we'll often get caught up in it and go, oh my God, this is amazing. And it is when you really move into it where it becomes a real living experience rather than when you're in your physical body just imagining or daydreaming. That's one thing. But believe me, in meditation, you can actually move your conscious awareness present there so it is as real as it 
is here physically. Because a lot of us say, oh, in the real world, I love when people say that, in the real world, and in here you hear us talk about, well, this world is just a reflection, it's an illusion. So every time somebody says, well, in the real world, and they mean the physical, well, why do we call it real? Right? Because it's the most tangible. This is where our conscious awareness is more fully present so that we are aware of our physical surroundings, of our physical experience, of our physical bodies and other bodies and all the things going on around us. So that's what I'm talking about is that realness is really based upon where our consciousness is present, where our attention is focused, is where we're going to have that experience of what we call real. So as we learn in meditation to go beyond the physical perception of reality to other levels, that when we really fully awaken and become aware, present in these other levels or realms of consciousness, just like we are here physically, they become very real. Very real, much like we experience here, but in a much greater unlimited sense. There's more you can do. There's more freedom on these other realms. It doesn't have the restrictions like physically. I can't put my hand through things. Well, if I just step up to another level called an astral realm or a realm of imagination, I can stick my hand right through my hand and other things. There's no limitations or restrictions like we have here. And so that's one of the things to be aware of that as we expand our awareness, there's a greater freedom that comes. More of the restrictions and limitations that we experience here start to dissolve. And that's part of what people call spiritual freedom. Because when they begin to experience a greater freedom spiritually, and that's a label people often use, anything beyond the physical, they call spiritual. And here we don't look at it that way, because we look at the realms of imagination, emotion, mind, and unconscious, and then the soul and spiritual realms. So spiritual loss is beyond the physical creation. But I'm trying to define it in different ways because I know people have different definitions and terminology they use. So we can begin to find a common language that we can understand one another with. And that's part of the attempting here and really sharing about all these things. So as we expand our awareness, there's this greater freedom that comes. And that itself can be very elating, to say the least. Getting that greater sense of euphoria or blissfulness, just beginning to realize the greater freedom we have and that that expansion of consciousness to live in is very liberating and brings a lot of joy in a lot of ways. And then, just like anything else, after you experience it for a while, then it's like, eh, same old, same old. Where once it was all new and exciting, and then maybe it's not so new and exciting, it's getting older and we start taking for granted now. But if we continue on this track, if you will, of meditation and continuing to allow ourselves to expand our awareness, we can keep moving into newer areas. And in those newer areas, there's greater freedoms that come. The restrictions keep dropping away more and more the higher we go spiritually in our consciousness. And then we come back here in the body and then we get all down and depressed because we realize all the limitations and the gravity and the pain of that gravity. 
And so in some ways, I like to call that a negative motivator that can motivate us to want to meditate more, to continue expanding our awareness more and more. And then that's great, because then that pain or negativity that a lot of people like to call the world can be a great motivator so that it can now support us in our journeys of expansion and ever reaching higher beyond this physical creation and more up into the spiritual creations. So that's ever what we're doing here, is expanding our awareness, expanding and always reaching into greater freedom. And that's why we have specific actions we talk about here, such as soul liberation, spiritual awakening, communing where we become one with God. And that's ultimately where we're going to end up, even if that's not our goal or an intention. One day we'll all end up in that place of where we truly know who we are as a divine spark of God. And then greater than that, that divine spark really truly merging into and knowing itself as one with God. And that's what this journey is about, is really coming to that place where we have expanded our awareness to that place of knowing our oneness with God. It's a simple action, but the journey, just like in this world, there's all kinds of things to see, to hear, to experience. And then it's just a matter of, well, what do we choose to experience? What are we here to learn? That's what the experiences are giving us, is opportunities to learn simply by having the experience. Not a learning of the mind where we're trying to figure things out and get things right and we don't want to do it wrong. It's just a mental process. It's part of what goes in this creation of polarities, right and wrong, good and evil, left and right. Left and right doesn't sound like good and evil or right and wrong, but here it is. So a lot of that journey, I know we spend a lot of time talking about loving, accepting, forgiving, and taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions. Because that's the way we can begin to balance out the rights and the wrongs. But in truth, we're not even trying to balance the rights and the wrongs. What we're doing is beginning to let that perception of right and wrong go, to let it drop away, so that we can simply come back to a place of oneness where there's just a movement of loving, where it's all just a movement of oneness, of loving. That's why it's often called the middle way, the straight and narrow. It's that center point. Just even a physical body, the spine, it's right in the center of the extremes, the left and right hands way out here. So we come into the center. This whole world is a world of duality, and polarity, positive and negative. So what we're doing is coming into the center. We say go in and up, right here to the seat of the soul. But that in and up, we have to come to a center. We have two eyes, left and right eye. Polarity, duality. So we want to rise above that to the single eye, the spiritual eye, the center. Come to our center, in and up to our center. That place that resides between the two polarities. So we transcend the right and the wrongs, the left and the right, the positive and negatives. And just that alone is quite a journey itself. And as we allow ourselves to move there and experience it in greater ways, we're going to find a great freedom and joy and really begin to awaken to know more of the spiritual truth of who we are in our oneness with God. But as this world and all the talks of it, like through the valley of shadows, 
the journey up the mountain. Well, it's a lot of what this world is. But you know, if anything in here we're just attempting to maybe point the way to show the road map, things to pay attention to, to realize the journey doesn't necessarily have to be hard. It's just there's that animal nature inside of us that just tends to make it hard simply through trying to survive in this world. And that's really where a lot of the struggle is. It's just that part that is trying to survive and make this world work. And if anything in meditation, we're attempting to detach or let go from that mechanism that tries to survive and make things work in this world to give ourselves a break, so to speak, to take a holy day, a holiday, to really begin to rise above into that single eye, that place of centered neutrality and unconditional loving where we can really commune with the divine within us to really know that truth of who we are spiritually. So this journey of awakening and expanding our awareness does have an intention, a purpose, a direction to move. But it's getting that clear inside of you and taking the steps you need to take for whatever that is for you. In truth, it's the same journey for all of us. But the details are different. Maybe we take a different street. There's one point at the top of the mountain. But there's a lot of roads that lead to the top. Let whatever road you're taking be all right. That's yours. Don't make it better than or less than anybody else's. Don't make anybody else's better than or less than yours. Allow yourself and others the freedom of that space or opportunity to travel their own road of awakening. Again, it's all the same. If you take the time and listen to people's stories, you're going to start to see the similarity that we all share. Regardless of the details, you're going to start to find the common ground and common experience in and through all the details. And that's where it can be very enlightening, so to speak, and uplifting to hear other people's stories, to share and talk with one another. There's just somehow in that sharing and talking that we find this link with one another. And that link we experience with each other is a part of what I like to call that communion with the divine because it's where we begin to really realize that connection we have. Because in this world, we all appear separate from one another. And when we can begin to open up and share with one another and we feel a closeness or a connection with another person or soul, we like to say, it does something inside of us. It helps us to experience a greater awareness and expansion where we feel more in union with. And that's a nice reflection. That's a nice experience to have. And that's a movement of sharing loving. I like to often say, begin to look at your relationship with God here, much like you would with the relationship with another person in the world that you dearly love. Just like you would share your loving with another and receive another's loving for you, begin to look at that as a relationship inside with God where you share your loving with God and receive God's loving for you. And we know how wonderful that feels. We all know that. And the more we do it, the more joy we have, the more peace, the more loving, 
and all that comes with it. Because even as we allow that loving to move in us and through us, more and more as we continue to be more open and vulnerable to allow a greater expansion of our awareness and movement of that loving, we begin to see the reflection of the world is that loving moves in us and through us and carries us, as we often like to say, as a river of loving that carries us even through our physical experience if we allow that, if we allow it. We just have to open to it and move with it and keep our wits about us, so to speak, always allowing our attention to keep expanding and becoming more aware even as we move through this physical creation. And when we do that, we begin to see a lot of the blessings even in our physical lives. What's funny is those will often look at it as a blessing in our physical life, not necessarily realizing really the blessings inside spiritually that we're just projecting out into the physical. And so in here, when you hear Jim and I say, hey, how about if we make it about spirit rather than about the physical? Let's make this about God, not about the world. That's what we're talking about. It's simply beginning to bring our attention more focused in and up into our divinity rather than down and out into the world. Out here in the world, we're always trying to make things work. That's where the struggle is. Funny thing is, as soon as you let go of trying to make things work and bring your attention back in and up, things just start to work out. That's because our attachments get in the way. The river of loving is just a joyful movement of spirit. And then we get in the way by trying to control and manipulate, trying to get what we want and get rid of what we don't want in this physical experience. And when we do that, it gets in the way. And then we get all upset. Why? Why am I not getting what I want? Why is God doing this to me? It's not God doing it to you. It's you doing it to yourself. And we all do it. But why feel bad about that? It's just part of what comes with this body. That's why it's important to really practice self-love and self-acceptance and self-forgiveness. Because when we do that, it begins to let go of all those attachments and things we're trying to control. And any time we do that, well, now there's more room for spirit. We've just expanded that space, so to speak, or our awareness to allow a greater flow of loving in us and through us. It's a simple process. How many times have I said that just in the last half an hour here? It's a simple process. It's just that we ever get caught up in all the details that complicates it. So let go of the details. Let go of trying to figure it out. Let go of trying to control to get it the way you think it should be or want it to be. And just open up. Open up. And just allow yourself to be present with whatever's present. Give yourself an opportunity and give God an opportunity and see what happens. It's all a big experiment. So why not play with it as an experiment? When it's an experiment and you consciously play with it and you try different things out as an experiment, you're going to start to see the different results. And those results are where you're going to really learn and grow. And you're going to also begin to find your way, not only through life here physically, but to find your way 
through all these other levels of consciousness that keep clouding our awareness of the divine truth. That's the journey. But begin to look at your journey as an experiment. It's an experiment. Well, when I put a little of this in there and a little bit of that in there, some things explode. When I put a little of this in there and a little bit of that in there, nothing happens. When I put a little of this and a little of that in there, you go, oh, let me taste it. You try all these different things. Sometimes you throw up with what you create, and sometimes you go, oh, that's pretty nice. I want some more. But then what do we do but judge when we throw up? Oh, my God, I did something wrong. No, you didn't. You just experimented with something, and the result was barf. Okay, so now you know. When you mix these things together, you get throw up. So try some different ingredients. Why sit there and stew in it when you can just go, thank you. I thank myself and I thank God for the experience and the awareness that came with this. Now that I know what that is, let me go try something else out. And then it can be more fun. Look at how kids are. Well, they're always curious and exploring and trying different things. Well, maybe it's time we get back to that childlike consciousness in our own experience so that we can begin to look at life more as an adventure, things to be discovered rather than things to control or figure out and get right, but maybe rather just to experience and enjoy the experience and learn from it. And then as we learn, like you said, yeah, you know, if you don't like throwing up, then stop doing that. But if you like it, then, well, what goes with it? But learning how to clean it up as well. And that's an important part of life as well, is taking responsibility and cleaning up the throw up, cleaning things up. And that's a lot of what I know many of us feel like we're doing is cleaning up things that maybe we feel like we've messed up in our lives. And if that's the case, then do it. Go about it. Don't just complain about it anymore, but rather go about cleaning things up that you think you need to clean up in your life. Don't make it wrong. Take responsibility for it and just start to clean it up. One of the fastest and easiest ways to clean things up is to begin to love and accept all that you've done and who you are. That's it. You do that, that is the quickest way clean things up. And believe me, I know, sometimes we have to clean things up before we can get on with our lives to move more into that exploration and discovery and adventure. That's fine. Do it. There's often the preparation time that we need. So take the time to prepare. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. That's often the journey itself. What do I need to do to take care of myself? Good question. Start to find out what that is. And eventually you're going to realize, well, the main way you're going to want to take care of yourself is to begin to wake up and really know the truth of who you are. Everybody will eventually. It's all a journey. It's just a matter of when. Not if, but when. A lot of you here that attend a lot of our functions, are really now handling the when. You're beginning to look. You're beginning to ask. You're wanting to know. You're ready for that next leg of the journey. A new life. 
to say I've had quite a few lives just in this one lifetime. And that's often how it is. So begin to find a way to even alter your perception. Just a little different twist of how we look at things can make a big difference. When we can really begin to even look at life as more of an opportunity of discovery, it can change how we approach life. Just doing that often, we'll feel ourselves feel a little lighter, maybe a little less pain or suffering. A lot of those emotional disturbances can now begin to let go because we simply, in that turning our perception, maybe have opened a door to allow it to go. That's an action of loving, by the way. It's not an action of the mind figuring things out. It's an action of loving, that we love ourselves enough to begin to do something different that can begin to give us a little more freedom. And every time we do, all of a sudden now there's more expansion. And then that expansion is more awareness. And then that awareness is more loving. Because guess what? Awareness and expansion really is. What an awakening of our consciousness. Awakening of that loving of who we are. So begin to realize these things. There's a lot more going on behind the front, behind the scenes, than what any of us realize. So begin to look behind the scene. Begin to look what's going on at a deeper level inside of you, at a higher level inside of you. There's many ways to approach this journey, just as I said, going to the top of the mountain. And really, we're going to do a lot, if not all, of those different approaches. So just get busy with it all. You'll find yourself actually beginning to have fun with it. Because when you allow that space, that joy that comes in, and it quickens things, it speeds things up, it reinvigorates and refreshes that's a journey of restoring your soul back into that ocean of loving.